Yo, 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 welcome back to Complicated Discord. Your boy Dex, back as always. Uh, first and foremost, before we start, let me go ahead and apologize for the lateness of this video. I've been dealing with a lot of shit down from, you know, flaky guests to messed up internet and, you know, technical issues. But we back now. Today, I'm joined by Miss B. Bad, the host of the... Aw, Miss, you're so respectful. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Miss B. She, she's the host of the uh, Tackless podcast. Yes, Tackless, Tackless Radio. Be bad on Tuesdays. Um, before I tell you how I met this young lady and the hilarity ensues, uh, I'm going to go ahead and give her a moment to kind of tell everyone about herself. Go ahead. Well, thank you. Hello, everyone. My name is B. Bad. I am the host and the creator of Tackless Podcast, Tackless Radio. Uh, you can find Tackless Radio everywhere, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, uh, Google, Pandora. I would love for you all to go like, subscribe, and follow. You can also find me at Tackless Radio, one word, on TikTok. You can also find Tackless underscore radio on Instagram. My email address is tacklesspodcast at gmail.com. I would love all of you all to reach out to me, share your thoughts, your opinions. I'm always open to the continued discourse. Uh, I am my normal day-to-day. -day. I'm an educator. I am in the education space, the learning and development space. I've been for the last eight, nine years. I've always been a teacher at heart, actually. Um, and on the side... I love to watch Project One Way, RuPaul's Drag Race, and try to literally crush this thing we called patriarchy. So. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> first, <laughs> first of all, I'm, I'm, I'm hating just a little bit. Actually, now I'm hating twice because you just had a sip of wine and I can't drink for another like two weeks. So, Oh, you poor thing. Yes. Mm, Actually, this is... Whiskey. I am a whiskey bourbon girl. So this is actually Angel's Envy. So, for those oh, okay. who may know. So so you're going to kick me while I'm down to, okay, got it. Ruthless. <laughs> Ruthless. Wait, are you like, a bourbon whiskey person? I'm a, I do private bartending. I'm a liquor person. Oh, so you know your good stuff. You know the good, good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, plus I could make the bad stuff taste good. So don't worry about that. Oh, so you're a professional. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, yeah, I'm, your, I'm your neighborhood friendly booze peddler. <laughs> I, I am I am bad decisions made in the flesh. I am exactly who you blame, you know, the shit on the next day. You know, if law school don't work out, you should put that on a resume or something and just be everybody's boozy good time at these virtual weddings they have it in the pandemic. <laughs> hey, I would. Like, listen, like I said, I run my own business, Taste of Elegance Bartending. So, you know, I have no problem making a couple of menus and helping people out with their events. Okay, okay. I love the little side hustle. I see you. <laughs> but the rest, the second reason I'm hating is because you came on this bitch and you you got a perfect like radio voice. You sound like a professional. Every time I hear myself, I'm like, damn, I sound like a bitch. God damn it! <laughs> it's the accent. The the accent just I, I I can't sound tough with the accent. I'm just saying. Uh, it, it depends. It depends. I I could definitely see you cussing a couple niggas out if need be but oh, thank you i appreciate that well you're right when i do get when i get like when you get that's everyone you get mad you get some bass in your voice you sound like right. a 30 year old man and shit and you, you know <laughs> it, it, it happens i'm talking about on a regular yeah. basis man i i want to sound like a big boy 
Like, I'm sick of people calling me ma'am when they call my job or something. Like, yeah, thank you, ma'am. I'm like, I'm a nigga. Jesus. I'm so sorry. It's the hair. I, that's like the third time I've said this to you tonight. It is literally the hair. My hair is luxurious. It is. It is. I mean, you're a Leo. Are you not? I, I am. Yes, it is an amazing mane, just like a lion. <laughs> now, let's let's go ahead and jump into this. So I uh, I met B earlier today, believe it or not. I yes. Was, I was on TikTok looking at a couple of things and I rolled past one of her videos, which video I will go ahead and play here in a few moments. But um, I had to reach out and I said, hey, we need to we need to talk like I, I just hit her up like yeah, we need to talk about this. What up, though? And she hit <laughs> me back and, you know, there it is. Um, she did sure. educate me on a few things during that first conversation. You know, y'all know me. I say some reckless shit. And like one of the first things I said was reckless as hell. And she's like, hang on a second. I was like, hold on, wait, hear me out. God damn it. Hold on. And then she's like, okay, that makes some kind of sense. But you was this close to getting your ass cussed out. She thought I was a misogynist. And I could understand <laughs> why. The shit I say sometimes <laughs> be coming off kind of suspect. You be like, is this, is he hmm, let me see where he's going with it. You got, you got to hear me out. But um, after that, you know, she explained that she's not a feminist, that she's a womanist. And I didn't know what that meant. And even after she, she explained it to me, I, I'm, yeah. I'm still kind of dumb about it. Like, I still don't know what it means because, you know, I ain't shit. So do you mind, you know, explaining again? What yeah, it in the simplest terms. Yeah, in the simplest terms, um, I identify as a womanist and not a feminist um, because from what I historically know about women's history, white women have never had the best intention when it came to the liberation of black women. Black women have always been numbers in so many movements in this country. The black movement, the civil rights movement, the women's movement, the LGTB movement, Black women are typically the pioneers, but we are the ones that are nev never credited for any of the work. So the feminist movement with Susan B. Anthony and all her whole ass, they only focused on white women being able to get rights because historically white women have been able to vote since 1910. But black women next to black men, we were able to vote in 1965. Mind you, Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated were in attendance at the first women's march. But Susan B. Anthony and her whole ass friends told them because they were black, they had to get to the back. And I'm not really riding with that. So I critique white women and they bullshit all the time. And because I stand 10 toes down on that, I identify as a womanist and not a feminist, which a lot of people and scholars would say that womanism is a branch of feminism. But womanism really just means that I am going to be headstrong about the intersectionality of not only being a woman, but being black as well, because it's a very unique experience in this country. Um, so I am for the intersectionality of others, whether you are gay, trans, poor, <laughs> whether you are straight, heterosexual, other questioning my premise is always to look at the intersectionality of where individuals are in this country. And that is the focus of my fight. Nice. Well put. Well put. So Thanks. There, you there you have it, everyone. You've been introduced. <laughs> now for that video I was talking about. Hot tackless take. I find it hilarious that men will lie, manipulate, gaslight, girl boss, and gatekeep how to get women instead of just asking women how they like to be pursued. Buckmail podcast. Would you explain to everyone watching what brought this on? Yeah, I will. 
Um, so for context, I too have a podcast by the name of Tactless Radio. And one of the things that I love are alliterations. I went to school for public relations and advertising. One of the things they teach you is that if you want to be memorable to your consumers, um, one of the one of many methods that you could do that with is uh, using alliterations. So a lot of things that I do are with alliterations. So I started this thing called Tactless Tuesdays, where I'm just going to say I have a lot of thoughts, so I need to get them out and I'm going to get them out on Tuesdays. So this week, what brought upon my frustration with male podcasts in general is that they come with this arrogance of just knowing everything. And I don't think they've done their due diligence of really understanding who they're speaking to, who their audience is, what they're talking about, the historical context of what they're talking about, or any research. And one of the things that I see all of the more famous male podcasts doing, some not all, is talking to men about how they can acquire women because they look at women as property. And I'm sitting here listening to the things that they're saying about how you can get a woman. And I'm like, that's absolute bullshit. Who is telling them that this is working outside of the fact that you are literally lying, manipulating, using psychological warfare, warfare, gaslighting women into trying to get in their pants. Y'all don't really like us. Y'all literally are just trying to teach other men how they can manipulate women well enough to like have sex with them and then discard them. And that's bogus as fuck. So I basically was like the easiest thing you all could do if you genuinely want to get to know a woman is just to ask what she likes. How does she want to be pursued? Where does she want to go? What are her aspirations and dreams? What is she into? That literally will give you everything that you need to know. But y'all rather listen to other men tell you what you need to do to get a woman from other men who, to tell you the truth, have never had a healthy, consistent relationship. So I decided that that was going to be my highlight for the week. Okay, great. So I see in the video and um, I was like, oh my God, I, I've got, I have got to. Considering you have this. a male podcast, I'm pretty sure I, you felt some type of way. I, I did. I really, really did. <laughs> and understand, I can, I can freely admit why. It wasn't specific <laughs> that I didn't agree with what you said because you're not wrong. Um, I, I, uh, uh, let me see, how can I say this? I have been pretty popular with the women in my days. And it's because a lot of stuff I learned about so women is, were- Was that your very sneaky way of saying you used to be a hoe? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, not really. Everyone that watched my show know I used to be a hoe. I did some shit. Let me tell you. Oh, I love the self-awareness. Listen, I'm aware of a lot of things. I'm aware that, <laughs> that I was a hoe. I'm aware that I'm not emotionally mature enough to accept certain things. It's just okay. a, like, I, I, know, I know myself. I, That's I know the first I'm, step. Knowing know your faults. Psycho. My old lady knows I'm a little bit of a psycho. So we're good. We're, we're good. We're good. You know what I'm saying? But um, no, the reason it bothered me is because recently I've been seeing this thing all over TikTok and all over social media where people are like, oh man, men are this. Black men are this male podcasters are this and they make a very 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 over over generalized statement and the thing is when you have a large audience people that kind of view you and take what you say for 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 a sermon you know when you make these statements people tend to to go with that now it's all male podcasts ain't shit and because that's the 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 stigma that's been putting out even if one of us has something good to say, don't nobody want to hear us because oh, he's just another male podcast. Before he starts, I know he's going to say bullshit. So why even listen? 
you know? I feel like the distinction of most, some, or a lot is very, very important. People love to make general statements. And the minute you sit down and say, well, I'm not like that, all of a sudden you hear the, oh, now it's the straw man, not me, not me, not me, which makes sense. No, if, if, if no one knows a rapist, how are they a rapist? You know, someone has to, someone has to be, you know, bullshitting. But with you going off of the premise that all male podcasts are toxic and shit and everything we say is bullshit, even if, like I said, one of us has a good point that we're going to make, y'all don't want to hear us. Y'all ignore us the minute we open our mouths because of what, now again, not y'all as in everyone or just women, just mm-hmm. society altogether. It's, oh my God, another male podcast. So what, what am, why am I watching this? It makes it mm-hmm. that much harder for some of us who are trying to do the right thing and who are like, you know what? I may not have done the right thing, but I'm trying to learn. It makes it harder for us to, to, to move on. So when I see that, I had to kind of be like, well, I need you to explain what you meant. Like, it would be great if you can mm-hmm. expand because, yeah, you know. Fair. I totally hear your point. Um, and I am happy to expand upon this. And I'll kind of give you the parallel of how I see your concerns here. There is a version of what you just said that could be considered tone policing. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But what I don't think a lot of men in this country understand, and I definitely see this amongst majority of millennial men, is that women are just off rip, equal, equitable, capable, and already at the starting line with them. I don't think a lot of men in this country understand that millennial women are the first generation of women to have somewhat of what we deem equal rights. That means that I and you can walk into a bank and get an account. I and you qualify for a loan. I and you have access to finances and resources. I and you can at least apply for the same job. I can get an education. You can get an education. For my mother, my grandmother, and my great-grandmother, what I am doing currently is beyond their farthest dreams. So it's very interesting because I understand that a lot of millennial men and definitely Gen Z, they're looking at women like, these bitches have always had it. What are they complaining about? (laughs) These bitches, bitches, uh, they've been outracing us and been outpacing us. Like, what are they complaining about? What the fuck is going on with them? What, What are their problems? Look at all these great things they have. But it's very interesting because I don't think a lot of men can put into context that, yes, we are doing well as women, but we have had a further back starting line. Black women, trans women, disabled women, that starting line is even further. And what I will at least do is give a shout out to women that we've only had maybe this equitable access for the last 60 60 years. And look what we've been able to do with it. Like we've only been equitable, equal somewhat within the last 60 years. And when and we've been able to outpace in some areas and out degree and out earn men in certain areas, not all, because I will admit, looking at the statistics, men still earn more than women. And men still have more resources. But at the same time, when I hear those other male podcasts, some of them say those facts, I don't think they're equating our historical stance of where women were in this country. Like women had to ask men for money 
because there was no other way we were able going, we were going to be able to get it. Like I want men to understand that us being equal and the patriarchy and it, it's a detriment to, to them. When men say that they want women to be able to help out, I get that. When men say that they want women to be able to contribute financially in this, that, and the other, me too. And get this. If you are not a man fighting for equal pay, don't you fucking dare ask that woman to pay 50-50 in shit. Because she will never be able to have the same resources, access to finances, access to resources of property, of to loans to stocks to options she will always have less than you so why the fuck am i paying equal right now i'll pay equal if you out there swinging your dick for equal rights but a lot of men are not doing that y'all are sitting on your asses just looking at the fact that we are literally making miracles happen for our grandmother like these bitches got it what they complained about we as a whole still don't have it see this is what i want this is the perfect kind of like concept that i like to put this in Women's rights just hit the Jim Crow era of our fight. So you know how in 1968, we had the civil rights movement and we were able to eradicate Jim Crow and we were able to say that we were equal and we were able to get a whole bunch of rights. And now black people on this side are the president. We have been able to do some amazing fucking feats as black people. Women, we're still far behind. For women, it's still 1968. For women as a whole, our fight, we're still at 1968 because we're still dying with childbirth. We're still killed and raped at, um, at higher rates. We still don't have all the quote unquote equal rights, but they gave us enough like they did when they allowed black people to go to the Olympics, like they did when they let a couple of black people be CEO of companies, when they let black people have, have businesses and not burn them down this time. And that's when white people were like, the niggers have it. What they complaining about? They have homes. They used to be in shacks. These niggers can work. What are they complaining? About? That's exactly what white people are doing right now. What are these niggers complaining about? They president. And, I, and that's the same thing that I hear with men saying. What are these bitches complaining about? They're equal at work. You know, but here's the thing. So when I am looking at all of this together, just to wrap this up, I just want to all, just preface this, that I am talking about the patriarchy. I understand that there is a lot of men and, and where we've gotten in our fight for equality amongst like just the fight of oppression for women. A lot of what we even have is due because we've had men on our side. So whenever you hear women like me or other people who are really uh, passionate about this, say male podcast men, we're more so upset about the structure of the patriarchy that we all have to subscribe to to make it in this country, to make it in this world. And well, I understand that there's a specification of wording. But we can get into that. Well, see, but that's the whole thing. And, and, and that's what I appreciate about this conversation. As many times as you hear that all over the Internet, no one has ever mm -hmm. once sat down and put it as elegant. She was elegantly, excuse me, as you just did. No one's ever been able to spit out in, in, in very, I guess, delicate words or even straight to the point words what they meant. It just always comes off like, damn, another you know, woman just kind of shitting on us, you know? Mm -hmm. Um. I like to explain it kind of like it's kind of a, a 
very, very simple analogy, but it's kind of like if you, you know, run a business, you got two, two, two workers, one works his ass off for $5 an hour. One does absolutely nothing, comes in whenever he wants to leave, whenever he wants to, is always, you know, slacking off. He's getting mm-hmm. the same amount of money. Eventually that one that's busting, that's going to say, yo, why am I killing myself when I'm making the same amount of money as this guy? Why do I care? Apparently, no matter what I do, I'm going to still be where I'm at. So why even try anymore? You know? And, you know, I'm not sitting here saying, yo, you know, I'm just going to give up and just start being like the rest of them. Because honestly, I feel like that's some real weak minded shit, in my personal opinion, you know. Mm. But at the end of the day, I do also feel like, you know, sometimes when you're wrapping everyone up into the one ball, it's easy for for the people that are trying to be there to, to get blindsided and say, well, damn, the fuck I'm trying to. And now you're going you're going to lump me into that. You know what I'm saying? And like I said, it was made a lot easier when you explained it. Prior to this, it wasn't explained. It was it just sounded like people was just bitching for whatever reason. And I understand why they were, but to everyone else listening, we can't assume that everyone understood that this was coming from a place of concern about the 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 rights and equality that you've been given up to this point, you know? Especially, right. especially when you have a lot of these videos, when you'll have a lot of women out there saying stuff like, I want a man to take care of me. I want a, a six figure man. I want a six foot man, but then want to say, well, but I don't feel like I should have to do anything because you're the man. That's your job. Your job is to take care of me. You know, it almost yeah, seems yeah. as if, and I understand that they have the right and the freedom to do that. And I'm all for it. I am all for it. But from the outside looking in at the same time, it also looks like, Hey, you got one side fighting for, hey, I want to I wanna have the, the equality to go work, make the same thing as you and contribute. And the other side saying, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't want to work. I, I want to sit down at home and you take care of me. And I don't feel like I should have to do anything because you got, because you got money. Like, why should I have to clean when we can get a maid? You know, why do I have to go shopping when we can get somebody to do that? You know? Right. Um, I, I guess at the end of the day, my, you know what my question about that is, how do, how do you feel when you see that? Do you see those women as helping the the cause do you see them as hurting the cause do you just kind of say yeah, fuck them. i don't really give a shit like what are your thoughts on this that's fair because real quick like i um was like what i normally like to say um is that i do hear the rhetoric that a lot of men use is like it's a couple women over here not doing right so why are we going to help all of them yeah that, no that's that's bullshit and it's very similar to like you had a couple things in the 40, 50, 60s that black people were doing that wouldn't have been quote unquote good for the cause. Malcolm wasn't good for the cause. Black exploitation films wasn't good for the cause. The crack epidemic wasn't good for the cause. But that doesn't mean that black people still did not deserve rights and did not deserve to get beaten in this country. Just because there's a couple bitches doing wrong just because there's a couple women breaking y'all hearts, just because there's a couple women who need to get their asses in therapy and get themselves checked because I am big on accountability does not mean that our fight for women to remove our oppression in this country should be stagnant. And I don't think that's all I want men to understand. It's like we still want you all to be an ally. I understand that women in the past hurt you. I understand that your mother has hurt you. I understand that you have mother wounds and trauma and I am praying that you go ahead and either get with Jesus or your universe and God or therapy to heal that. But what we still need is as a whole, my gender is still looking for equality. 
And just because a couple bitches ain't acting right doesn't mean that we all still don't deserve it. Can I ask you a quick question real quick? Sure. Like, well, what would you say for the guys that are sitting here like, well, why would we help y'all? Y'all are constantly shitting on us. Every chance you get, you're shitting on us. Every time I look at the TV, you're shitting on us. Every time I look at the phone, you're shitting on us. And you want to know something? I, w- I would love to a know. Black, a, a black woman feels the same way. There, unfortunately, what has started to happen is all of the negativity has risen to the top. That's all we see. I see, all I see on my algorithm is black men telling me how I'm ugly, how I'm worthless, how no man would want me, not even them. I'm a backup if the white girl don't work out. All I see on my algorithms is white men telling white women that they're the greatest and black men trying to grab for that. All I see on my algorithm is that black men are saying that I'm not worthy and I'm a baby mama, this and that. And what y'all are seeing on your algorithm is that black men are worthless, that black men are not kings and that they are literally supposed to be shot by the police, that they are nothing but baby daddies, that they they deserve to be on child support, that they ain't shit, they are worthless. Our algorithms right now in life are fucked up because we all we're seeing is that. And what we do need to see are the more positive images. But for some reason, that's not as clickable. For some reason, that's not as entertaining. For some reason, that is just not what niggas want to see right now. Let me um, let me let me interject there for a second. I told you this and I told another friend of mine this. I, I feel like at the end of the day, you know, the genders are just so filled up with anger at each other. We're blind to see the 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 struggles of the other side. I feel like we're just so angry at each other that we refuse to see the other person's side you know um and I, I actually asked a friend of mine i said you ever thought about this because what you just said about the algorithm actually kind of brought it back to me you say you see all of that in yours i swear to god all i see on mine is down talking the black man or down talking a man mm-hmm. it's kind of like in fact at one point i was just like yo about my friend she was sending something like stop sending me this shit it, it pisses me off. I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't, it's just at the end of the day, I'm sick of always hearing people shit on us all the time. And you know, what's the worst part about it is I know that a lot of the shit that you're saying, a fair, not a lot, a fair amount of it is true. Mm-hmm. It's because of the shit that a lot of us has done. You know, like I said, I'll be the right. first to you. We ain't shit. We yeah. are not shit. I'll be the first to tell you, but there are some good ones out there. And unfortunately the good ones have to pay for the bad ones. You know, we have to rebuild everything and 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 struggle and deal with you know the trauma that was inflicted on you because now you don't trust anybody and now we're mad at you because you don't trust them and we haven't done anything it's it, it's it's a it is a horrible up, cycle it, it is it's a, it's a fucked up cycle but i had asked a friend i said have you ever thought that before um you know the black community was fighting each other because you know they put drugs in our in our in our community and they put uh, you know liquor stores on every side of the road to kind of you know, have us with this internal fighting. And it seems like over the past couple of years, we're finally starting to get together. We're finally starting to build up. Now, all of a sudden, the next thing is, oh, well, the black man treats the black women like shit. Oh, black women, all they want to do is money, you know, gold, gold dig, and they want to spend all of our money. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I have to ask, I said, do you ever think that maybe this might be just a tactic just to get us to infight to where we can't come together and be, you know, what we need to be as a people? Half of that. Um, What I believe, if one of the things I think we can tackle very quickly, if we all just really put our thinking caps on and work together, 
is that we could come together if we were able to deconstruct a lot of the white systems that were placed on us, like racism, which is colorism for us, like the patriarchy, which is why black men believe, or a lot of black men are saying, some are saying that women, because we're still women, are under them because white men believe that white women are under them. And that is mirrored in our communities. Honestly, if we come together and say, let's just wipe the slate clean and start over with what we as Black people need for us, because our needs are different from white people's needs. So we don't need to be operating in the same systems that they operate in. We've never been able to be actually our king and queen, true light being cells operating in this system that white people created. That's for them. That ain't ours. So to your point, systemically, there are some things embedded that is to make us fight. But I believe if we're willing to drop them and start over fresh for what we need as a community, we might be able to get somewhere. I hear you and I absolutely agree with you. My, my, my thing is who's going to drop it first, though? I mean, you know, people are proud. But that's the thing. As long as it's benefiting people, they're going to be the ones that's going to be real hard to drop it. So black men, we're asking you all to please drop it. OK, I mean, you know, I, I can't answer for all black men. Yeah. I'm asking for I'm just asking for allies who is who is I'm asking for allies, accomplices, co-conspirators. I'm asking for black men to get in the trenches with us to help shape this shit out. That's what I'm asking for. I will. I a will, lot of us are. I will tell you, man, that shit needs to happen because, man, ain't nothing like having a black woman, a strong black woman on your back to, you know, to to help you when you have them rough days. And I feel like the yeah. more we start to show you guys that we want to be there for you and that you that you can trust us, the more like more of you will come out, you know. And yeah. I will reciprocate that to say that there's a lot of black women that are doing their own internal work because I will be the first to say that black women are aware and we are taking the accountability for what we've done to contribute to the hurt in our community. We are going to therapy. We are apologizing. And I know there's a narrative out there that women are not taking accountability and that women are not able to be humble. But a lot of us are doing the work so that we can have a very thorough honest conversation like what I am having with you right now. And that took me going to therapy and checking my shit. So there wait. are a lot of things. There's a lot of things that black men in my life have done to make me the woman that I am today. And I am so proud to have them in my life. And there's so many other black women that I know like that. And we need to be the, that needs to be the narrative that rises to the top. So I want black men to understand that we got to be in this together and black women are getting their shit together and they and we're understanding our hurt. We are not at, we are not not in this with y'all. <laughs> so, so would you call it tough love? Are you saying you have to be tough because it's necessary for change? I think the same way that we have been asking white people to check white people because racism is their thing. We're asking for black men to check black men because misogyny is their thing. I am checking black women on their shit because the toxic masculinity and upholding it on our behalf is where we did wrong. And that's where I'm going to check them. Because when you're able to look at the, somebody who understands your fight a little bit more, you listen to them. White people have not been listening to black people. That's why it took us so fucking long to get where we are. But the moment Quakers and other white people were like, no, I don't, I don't think they should be slaves anymore. Then all of a sudden they were like, oh, OK, well, listen. 
The same way that a black woman will listen to me about accountability is why I will be loud about that because she's not going to listen to you about accountability because you were 75% of her pain. You were 75% of her hurt. It's going to be real hard for her to hear from you, but she'll listen to me. So that's why I want to be loud about accountability in black women in our community. You know what? I will tell you, you're absolutely right. I am 75% full of shit, you know, (laughs) But somebody said a little 25% and they, yeah, they, they, they I'm the 25%. And I'm like, oh, shit, this is dope. I like that. Right, I'm the 25%. <laughs> I like that shit. Let me, let, me, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Listen, I, I love looking at your videos, man. I am damn sure going to argue with you on a couple of them, though, because why Please not? Please do. Why not? I feel like these conversations need to be need to be said, you know? Like I said, any everyone ain't going to listen to me. And I know some people are going to watch it like, I hope she humble his punk ass up. I don't know someone's gonna be like, yo, he needs to shut her the fuck down. But that's at the end true. of the day, that's not what we're here for. We're not no. here to, to fight. We're not, we're here to try to understand each other's struggle, you know? Just like how, you know, earlier we had this conversation about mental health, where mm-hmm. I made the, the comment that, you know, I seen that a lot of black men were saying that they don't feel like anyone cares, yeah. you know? And then you turn around and say, well, y'all not telling us how you want us to care, you know? My question definitely was if black men feel like they're not, well, men in general feel this way, but I'm going to focus on. Yeah. Well, yeah men in general, if black, right. And men in general, but black men specifically, if men are saying in droves that they don't feel like they can open up, that they don't feel that they can be emotionally heard, that they don't have an emotional safe space. But black women are like, we're starting these organizations and these marches and these fights for black men to help them against police brutality. We're sitting here trying to start organizations to help them with their mental health, but they got to walk through the door. We're sitting here trying to uplift them and try to really praise them for what they've done, but they don't want to do anything. Then like we're at, we're at, we're at a disconnect. So the first question I asked you when you told me that fact was, well, how do black men want to be safe? What does emotional safe, what does emotionally safe look like for black men? Have we asked that question? Because if we're doing stuff thinking that it's working and black men keep saying they don't got nowhere to go, (laughs) then something's not not clicking. I mean, have you ever heard the term perception is reality? I have. Now, with that being said, it's weird. And I absolutely understand. And your, your point is valid. It makes a lot of sense. Um, they'll look at it this way. If a hundred percent, let's just say, let's say 99% of men say, you know, I don't feel like anyone cares about me. Right. Mm-hmm. Even if you guys are trying, if we're not seeing it, we, we'll never see that. People are going to always say that, Hey, no one is there for us. Mm-hmm. And then when people say stuff like, well, you guys are just full of shit or you're, you're, you're just pushing on a narrative that's not there. That further makes that person feel like now you're invalidating what I'm telling, I'm telling you nobody cares. And mm-hmm. by proving me wrong, you're telling me that you don't believe what I'm saying. So you don't care either. Right. Um, What I first want to acknowledge is that I understand that men, majority of men, 75% of men probably feel like women aren't a safe space because the first person to break their heart, the first person they cried about, the first person that they were scared over was probably a woman, whether it was their mother, their sister, their aunt, their grandmother, the little girl on the playground. So I get why for so many men, your first wound was a woman. So you probably naturally have grown up just confiding in male spaces and deeming those to be safe, especially with a patriarchy, a patriarchy like I like ours that reinforces that that's the space you're supposed to be in, because anything feminine that a man does is deemed gay, wrong, insensitive, not supposed to less than. 
And unfortunately, we've slapped the label of femininity or feminine on emotions. And when men are hurt, all they hear is suck it up. You can't cry. Push through. This is what a man's supposed to do. That reinforces that sometimes what you deem to be a safe space is not a safe space. So we first have to restructure spaces for one another, acknowledge that maybe there was a woman who was your first hurt. And I would just want men to go out there with an open mind and and, and an open heart to try and relearn their femininity or just to regain trust in women. Let me let me ask you this, though. Have what about those guys that's tried it multiple times but keep getting shitted on? I mean, if I, you know what, I've heard that before. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, in fact, I told a story on one of my on one of my last ones too. Um, there's, I, I have always been, well, I haven't always been blunt. I when I joined the military, I became super like that's when asshole just I was real shy and sweet before that, and the military absolutely ruined me. Uh, of course it did. It ruins it, a lot of people it, and a it, lot of things. My, fir- <laughs> my first fight, and it was oh, listen, the sweet guy's out the window now. Fuck that. Don't nobody give a shit about my, how I feel. So fine. I'm, I'm going to play that game too. Yeah. But like I said, I had a lot of sisters too. So I kind of seen both, both ends. So I've always been one to kind of just put my shit out there. If you don't like it, all right, then don't fuck with me. You know, hey, if I like you, I like you. If I don't, I don't. If I, if I feel some type of way, if you did some shit to me that I'm not digging, I, listen, I don't care if you would listen. We're going to talk about it. If you don't want to talk about it, dope. That's fine. But understand, I'm a completely, I'm a, I'm a back off. I'm a shelter myself off. So you can't ask me shit from A to Z after that. How do you feel? Why does it matter? You ain't cared, you know, two weeks ago. So let's not even have a conversation. You understand? But I mean, so with that being said, I've always been open to just tell, hey, I like you or I enjoy your company or so on and so forth. And it seemed like every time I would open up to a, to a, uh, you know, somebody that I was messing with at that point. Now, again, like I said, this doesn't, this doesn't mean that all women are this way or everyone is like this. But in my experience, some of the times that I've opened up, you know, I've been shitted on. I once told somebody, hey, you know, I'm leaving in a couple of weeks. I like you. I want to spend more time with you. Instead mm-hmm. of just outwardly saying, hey, nah, I don't want that. I'm not interested. This person just ghosted me. And it's like, well, bro, I didn't even want to start talking to you. You pursued me. I decided to finally open up to you. And the minute I did, yeah, shit on you. So, yeah, I'm not going to want to do that again. And yeah. it seems like there are times where men will try that and we will choose our, 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 our uh, opportunities. But then when you do it three, four times, which I will say, if we do it five times and we fail five times, it's hundred percent. But you know, the, 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 it's the small amount of men, you only try three times and you fail three times. I mean, you know, so yeah, we may not try as much, but the few times that we try, we get shitted on. Eventually it turns into one of those, oh, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. The same way a lot of women feel like, you know, guys have played them in the past and guys have lied to them and gaslit them and misled them. Just like you said on your show. After a while, you guys get so hardened from that, you don't care to to trust even a regular dude just, just walking down the street and just be like, hey, how you doing today? I'm good. Um, oh, oh, all right, my bad. Yeah. I'm going to leave you alone. Bad. I'm just going to walk away, you know? I mean, so. With that, why do you believe that men are exempt from heartbreak? Say it again? Oh, I'm not. Do- trust me. I don't, I don't, I, I don't believe that. No, but that's what that sounds like. Because it's kind of like, well, men get shitted on and cheated on. Why? 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 Why do no. you all believe that you all are, are exempt from heartbreak? Women go through that daily. It's Listen. actually, unfortunately, an expectation that women go through that because when women get cheated on, it's nature. But when men get cheated on, it was emotionally connected and she was manipulative and she had it planned out the whole fucking time. I want 
you to express to other men that like you all are not exclusive from of, heartbreak. That's what of, people unfortunately go through. You learn from it, I hope, to pick better in the future so you don't continue to go through those situations. See, but I want men to maybe turn the mirror to the front because a lot of you all have also been someone's heartbreak. And then sometimes the universe works quicker than the next woman can. Listen, let me tell you something. Like I said, I was a whore at one point. Not even a hoe, a whore. You got to say right. the entire, I was a right. whore. I have broken many hearts. I, I know I have. I'm not going to sit down and sit down and, you know, oh, I'm, I'm perfect. I'm innocent. I've never hurt. That's nah, not me. Listen, fuck out Okay. Here. I do not need people calling, putting me on the spot like, nigga, what happened six years ago? Shut up. God damn. To be, I don't need that in my life. <laughs> you know, I have broken some hearts and I have had heartbreak. Mm -hmm. It's not the whole point of having your heart broken. It's the, well, whole point, okay. it's the whole point of you telling me you can trust me. You can open up to me. You can be vulnerable with me. And then I try it with you. And then we get into an argument two weeks down the line. And you're like, yeah, well, that's that one time when your, your uncle fucked you. And it's like, uh, okay. Why do you wow. also believe that that's exclusive to only women doing that? I'm not saying, no, 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 no. I'm not saying it is. I'm not saying Okay, so is. are we talking about a people issue or are we talking about a woman do this in a relationship with a man issue? Because well, that's no. how it sounded. You started it. No, because the question the, the question always remains, why don't men open up? Why aren't they more vulnerable? And if I'm going to explain that in the way in which I can, in my experiences, I can't sit down and say, well, it's exclusive to men. That was just my experience. I have opened okay. up. I have been shitted on. So I know for me, it's kind of like, well, why am I going to keep trying this if it never seems to work. Fuck that. But again, I have always been open with my feelings. You don't like yeah. it. Okay, that's that's fine. We don't got to fuck with each other. I am crazy that I can give people. you some feedback on that because it is not exclusive just to one gender because there's a lot of times what narcissists will do. It's a tactic of narcissism is that they will make themselves this thing that you believe that you can open up to, that you can confide in, that they will protect you just so down the line when some shit pop off, they can be the most vicious, vile thing you've ever seen. And narcissism, unfortunately, gets everyone. And what I want people to understand with that particular type of issue is when you come across someone who's open very quickly that is something to not trust. That's a version of love bombing. If someone's telling you how amazing you are, how smart you are, they've never met someone like you, you can you feel warm and fuzzy with them and it's only been two weeks, please be very careful. Yeah. So I just want to give that as just like, that's a tactic of narcissism. That is a man and a woman thing. But I understand that a lot of men have said before, a lot, not all, but a lot of men yeah. feel that they can't open up to women because that that very scenario you just described happens to them. And I just want to say that I hate that that happens to them because that is a tactic of a narcissist. And that woman should not be using those personal things that you share with her against you. That is absolutely true. You know what I see I use against us every chance y'all get? That's why you had a little dick, nigga. It also has had, but it also happens to women. It does. So that's why I'm able to say, I understand where you all are coming from. And I just wanted to share a tip that I've learned on my journey of healing. That when someone tries to make themselves to be as open and available and loving and just pouring as possible, that is a red fucking flag. Hmm. Um, you know what? I wouldn't know about that. I wouldn't know about that. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I disagree with you. I'm just saying I don't I don't know. Like me, personally, I don't know. 
I'm ignorant to that. Totally fine, because we're we're just sharing two different scenarios that feed into the fact that people have used things that we have shared with them against us. I've learned that that is a narcissistic tactic. And you've learned that sometimes people will shut down after because they're like, this person's not deserving of this information anymore. They use it against me. Yeah, no. Yeah, absolutely fucking right. Absolutely. right. Some people shut down before. Yeah, this is what it is. Um, no, well, actually, the reason I said I don't know about that is because I read something recently that said that um, there's something called hyperfixation, and people with mm-hmm. ADD, ADHD have it. Again, I don't know. I haven't really like done a bunch of research. I just kind of read it somewhere. I'm like, that's interesting. I'm curious. Mm-hmm. About so basically, it states that um, whenever you're with someone that has ADD or ADHD, sometimes, some not all. No, it's important that I say this. Not all. Sometimes some people will just hyper fixate on you. You're all they will see. You're all they'll focus on. And then, you know, and with that happening, they will end up getting attached to you really, really quick. You'll always hear you're so beautiful. You're smart. You're the best thing that's ever mm-hmm. happened to me. And a lot of times it's not even a form of manipulation or, or narcissism. Well, again, I can't say that for sure because I don't know. But mm-hmm. from, what I, from what I can gather if that is a symptom of having ADD, ADHD, then can you necessarily look, you know, I guess, I don't want to say distrust, if that makes sense. I, I guess I don't really know how to say what I'm trying to say, but can you look at them a certain type of way just because they're- Look at them differently because there's a, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of picking up what you're dropping. I would say I would feel differently if that person did not inform me ahead of time, I think self-awareness is very important. If you are going to tell me, like, I need to know maybe by the second day, hey, boo, hey, boo, I suffer with ADD. I am going to treat you for the next six months like a shiny trinket. And then month seven, I'm going to start doing this thing where I might maybe like pick you up once or twice. Cool. Thank you for letting me know. (laughs) When it happens, I'm not sitting here thinking I'm crazy. Really but quickly. that will come off as narcissism or will come off as love bombing and then ghosting if I am not made aware. Because if you care enough about where we're going with this, then make me aware. Real quick, let me point out something there. Gentlemen, I want you to understand how one side of this whole conversation was just a second ago because she just made a comment that <laughs> if you talk to me for six months and show me what's then you just turn it off and ghost me for, you know, a month. For some, then this is how, I don't know why my brain worked like this, but... I never thought about it the other way. I never thought about, well, I could talk to you for six months and just disappear. I didn't know. I don't know why I didn't think about that. But that just goes to show how differently we see things. I saw things from one end and you're like, yeah, but there's a, you realize there's another side of that. What happens when that happens? And I'm like, shit, I didn't. Okay, well, thank right. you for embarrassing me. Okay, appreciate that. But, you know, that's what I'm saying. As mm-hmm. easy as it is for, for women to feel like men don't care or understand and for men to feel the same way about women, some of the times it's not that we don't try to or we don't want to. It's just that we're ignorant and it's hard for us to see things from your side because we are only used mm-hmm. to one thing. You know, perception is a bitch. And the way I perceive something, the way you do are two absolutely different things. You might perceive me opening the door for you as me saying that you're weak and I got to open the door for you. And I might just be like, I'm just trying to be a dick. Yeah, you just doing what your mama taught you. I get it. Well, you know? <laughs> you're not a bad person for that. <laughs> So, you know, oh, I'm a bad person for a lot. I get it. I get it. But, but yeah, no, yeah, but I, it, it's it's weird how that happened. Like, I didn't even notice it until I'm like, wait, shit, I never thought about that. She is right. I did this. Hmm. Holy shit. There you go. I learned a couple new things tonight. So that was dope. I appreciate that. 
<laughs> I appreciate that. I'm a really big believer on education. Clearly, I'm a teacher at heart. So if we're not able to have discourse and some type of thorough dialogue where you can at least walk away with saying I've learned something, then I didn't do my job. Let me tell you what you are. You're intense as hell. I know. We're you should see my you should see my astrology chart. I know I'm intense. Oh, God damn it. I know. <laughs> anyway. I'm going to okay. ignore that red flag right now. I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, I'm joking. I, I know. I love how that's a red flag for men. I love, I love, you know, love you know, how that's a red flag. You know what? It's just weird to me how astrology works. People are like, yeah, because you're a Leo, because you're a Scorpio, that's the suit for you to be an asshole. No, I'm just an asshole. Why? Why has, I'm just an asshole. That you wanna, that's very funny because I know that's the trick, but the answer to that for people who really, really know is that you are a very dynamic person. So unless I have your full birth chart, I won't be able to make just general assumptions about you. So just saying you're a Leo. So X, Y, and Z is a general assumption and you shouldn't be doing that. Okay. So but if you really want to get to know somebody, I would need your full birth chart. And then we can really get into it. Why you an asshole? So, so, so I bet you got some Gemini in there. So here's, I bet a hundred bucks. There's Gemini in your chart. Hey, 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 you don't know my life. No, I'm joking. Hey, listen, <laughs> listen, let me ask you a question though. So, so what you're telling me is there might be a reason that that person is an asshole beyond their control because that's what their their, their star chart says or I, I don't know what you said so actually to give you the logical reasoning behind that someone being an asshole is subjective and it's all based on culture because we would look at people in europe as being especially especially in france those people are known generally as being rude no but if you go to france and you were born in france and live in france you don't think people from france are rude because culturally that's how people navigate things so i would say how much of an asshole you are is based on the culture you were raised in. Oh, my good Lord. Does your boyfriend ever win a fight? <laughs> ever? Don't do that. I feel like I say things here and I'm like, oh. Do not do that. I'd be like, oh, I'm about to get her with this one. And then you're going to say some shit that's absolutely going to disarm what I was going to say. And I'd be like, God damn it. I was going to say that. Yeah. Honestly, I love that people say like astrology is a red flag. Like, just let people like what they like. Like if you want me to give you a logical answer, I can. But I want to have fun sometimes. And astrology can be fun. First, first of all, what <laughs> answer I was looking for was for you to be like, yes, sometimes people are an asshole. Is, is there astrological sign? So I can start telling motherfuckers, hey, hey, don't hate me. For, it's not my fault. I'm an no, asshole. No, you were not about the to set me up for the okie doke. I already knew where that was going. You was not about to set me up for no fucking I, I really so That's was, why I man. had to give you a real answer because I know all the other quote unquote male podcasters I'm, would be listening like, oh, she's into astrology. He better eat her ass up. I'm nope. about to find your ass a real answer. Listen, so they, I'm give your to, ass a real answer so you can shut the fuck up real quick. I'm about quick. to find your boyfriend. Are we going to plot against <laughs> your ass? Fuck that. Listen, now nah, you ain't going to be doing this. No. I'm gonna be like, yo, listen, you just let me get your wife. Go get your wife. Go go get your wife. No, go get your wife. No, and your six kids, you're being out of pocket. (laughs) First of all, that's exactly what they're used to. Like, he's an ass. He's gonna say some shit that's gonna be like, Jesus, Jesus, dude, really? They know, they they know, they know. (laughs) My friend was surprised when I told my daughter he was doing coke, and she he was like, You told your daughter. I said, I'm not gonna lie to my daughter. You are a bold man. I'm a goddamn dresser. I've never seen anyone do coke before. This you walked in and just did a line on my dress. You didn't even ask me. You I mean, so who does that? So yes, yes. I you did tell me you were from the dick of America. Yeah, I was like, I'm watching some weird guy do blow up. Florida. My dresser, sweetie. It's so <laughs> weird. She's like, blow. I'm like, yes, it's a drug that I don't ever want you to have. Great movie, by the way, blow. Is that again? I said, great movie, by the way, blow. 
that was a good movie. George Jones. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Off, 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 off. But yes, continue. <laughs> I'm a movie head. Don't like I love movies. Anyhow. But no, I'm 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 mad that I was I was amping my like I was I planned this fucking chess move. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I got her. She ain't oh no, I play this. I play chess over here. I play chess over here. Game on, son. Yeah. Game fuck mm-hmm. on. Mm-hmm. Game on. I'm I'm just I'm waiting <laughs> to find one of them topics. Oh my god, we gonna have this. Let's one. go, right? Let's go. Oh, like hey. you, For all my views, I saw this going a lot different. Nah, I'm just joking. Now we had a conversation earlier. I knew this was gonna go that way. I will say though, she's a lot more intense. When we spoke on the phone, her voice tone trying to change, but then now that I'm looking at her, she has this thing where she'll say something, she'll be like, anyway. And I'm like, oh my god, no. I okay. I it is a very Louise. WWE face from time to time. Yeah, I was like, I was like, all right, Louise or Louisa, whatever her name was from Encanto. Like, you don't gotta break me in half. Jesus, you right, you got this. I concede you win. Shit. <laughs> Uh, for those who probably are listening and you are into astrology, my sun sign is Sagittarius. My rising sign is, my rising sign is liquor. Sun sign, Sagittarius. Rising sign, Sagittarius. Moon sign, Scorpio. So... For those of you that's listening, I have no idea what any of he that has means. no idea what I just said. None of it. Um, but but for those who are listening and know, you probably were just like, that's exactly what that bitch is after listening to this. I'm about to give you all my personal information. Next time I have you, I'm gonna say, So what am I? Tell me about myself. And then I'm like, damn, she's fucking right. God damn if it. you give me the time you were born and where, I, I give you I give you a little rundown real quick. I won't be able to tell you much. I'm not like an astrologer, but I know enough just to be like, I bring the world okay, before, man. this person might be intense. <laughs> Somebody asked me that one time, like, what, was, what time were you born? I'm like, how oh, the fuck would I know that? What the fuck is wrong? Your birth certificate? I gotta go to work tomorrow. Your birth certificate doesn't have its doesn't have its time. I don't on look at my birth certificate. You I was a military guy. I put my birth certificate in the book, and I do put you it at late. least know where it is? Oh yeah, I know where it is. You know, okay. you know, it's funny. Um, I remember a while back. I don't know if you remember this. They were saying that guys are terrible at keeping things. We never know where <laughs> anything is. And um, I met this girl that I was dating, and uh, she was like, "What? What's that book?" I'm like, "Oh, that's all of my important documents." She was like, "I'm sorry, you're, you're what?" I'm like, "Oh God. yeah." My, my passport? She's like, I'm sorry, you got a passport? I'm like, why would I not have a passport? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> the hell? She's like, and what, what else is in there? I'm like, oh, my social, my, 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 um, all of my banking information, my birth certificate. She's like, I'm sorry, you know where these things are? And it, it blew my mind that she was so shocked that this was a thing, that a guy knew where these things were. I was like, don't, don't. All of I want men to understand when you hear a woman shock about something that you think is just normal. Please understand that there are other men out there not doing that. You know what? I have a good, the next time I have you and I want us to talk about weaponizing competence. And oh my God, ignorance. that was a, that was a moment on TikTok. <laughs> that was such uh, a moment on TikTok. You know what? You're right. It was a moment. I seen a video and I'm not going to lie. I went off on my friend. I'm like, get the fuck Why? out of here. What happened? Well, see what had happened was I seen the video and the guy made a comment about weaponized ignorance, right? Uh-huh. And I seen the video and I sent it and it was like three days later and I forgot what he said. <laughs> so I was wrong and strong. Like, nah, that's just, he fucking said this and I don't like that shit. And then I was, she was like, look at the fucking video. And I'm like, he has, he has, he has a very valid point. He's, <sighs> you know. 
He, he's not wrong. He's, he's not wrong. Though my argument was sound, it was just the wrong argument. So. We got to go back to the drawing board, boo. Yeah, yeah. I was, I had to, <laughs> I had to tuck my tail between my legs and apologize. I was like, my, I'm sorry. She's like, did you apologize? I'm like, God damn, here we go. There we go. Y'all, you oh, this bro. Okay, a little accountability. Okay. Yeah. Hey, so we're going to end it right here. Thank you for joining me today, B. You have a lot of really interesting points. I'm going to have you again. Have you on here again? That sounded terrible. But we get That's my point. We, we get my point. You know, um, next time we'll, we'll see where this goes. And like I said, keep your eye out. I am definitely going to be jumping on her TikTok talking mad shit. And she's probably going to jump on out tomorrow because I said some shit and I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure I left a hole oh, in yeah. there somewhere <laughs> that she's going to exploit. I have a lot of, I got a lot of responses for you. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. Let's do this. I love it. Anyhow, join us again on uh, Complicated Discord. Peace. Thank you.